Thank you. From Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. This is KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM, creator of Energy Healing by Design, Nicole Ashton, a world-renowned healer and luminary whose life-after-death experience has allowed her the gift of empowering people around the globe to heal and grow into their true authentic space. Nicole, with her natural connection to Source, which has remained open since her return, will help you and your family find the frequency of gratitude and patient love that will assist you in awakening your soul's design. We now welcome you to Return to Consciousness with your host, Nicole. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Return to Consciousness live with Nicole Ashton and April Betty. We are super excited to be back. We did play a rerun last week um, because we weren't able to make it in the studio. So thank you for joining in and still responding through emails. We we appreciate all the love and support. Um, today is um, we are talking about chaos. Chaos to um, it seems like big um, shifts in people's lives come through the chaotic moments through the storm. And um, for me, a, a lot of people know that I meditate constantly, and that's my guidance. But I had to go through the storms, and I still do. The storms, the chaos, the, the um, trials, the things like that that I've got to experience in my life is when, has actually brought me to who I am today. And now the, the uh, medita- meditation piece and the stillness and, the, and sitting with the monks and stuff like that and the Buddhas, um, now I'm able to be at peace with the storms. And um, when they come, they still do. <laughs> we're human. We're still having this human experience. And so they'll, they, they'll continue to come. But it's, it's, it's like through that, it's um, the peace through the storm. And then to kind of remember that when you're in the storm, when you're in the fire, it's hard to see the other side. It's hard to see out of it. And so Anyways, I was really excited about this subject because um, I know that a lot of people are, are going through a lot of shifts right now and, um, and to anything that, that can bring them peace or, or anything that we can do to assist you, you can always reach us at energyhealingbydesign.com or handshealingheart.com or our Facebook, Nicole Ashton or April Betty on Facebook. So um, what, what has your experience about holding... Um, the peace in in the storms or, or the harmony well the peace for me is um having so much chaos in my life um seeing what comes from it gives me peace and it helps me to lean more into those experiences because you come out stronger in the end so if we're not allowing ourselves to fail if you look at some sometimes we may view things as oh i failed but it's it's not really a failure, but if you don't allow yourselves to fail, then we won't, we can't allow ourselves to grow. So we grow through a lot of, I guess you could use the word chaotic and um, just getting through, you know, losing everything to gain everything that you are or are going to become. Just like a tree will always be growing. Mm-hmm. So I look at it as a blessing when I look at all the chaotic 
messes that I've been a part of, that I've created, or that I am. And I just look at it like, you know, like if you met me during a time of a chaotic time, your viewpoint on me might be like not as great as if you met me after that chaotic event, you know. But if if I didn't allow myself to just be in that, I wouldn't learn and grow. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you're, you, you shouldn't let your chaotic, I'll just use the word messes. Don't let your chaotic <laughs> messes define who you are. Yeah. It's just a stepping stone to help you, you know, become even greater than you really already are. Yeah, when I'm when I'm in that space, I I oh, I'll always ask. Um, well, I started to. I didn't before, but I practiced that. I ask, how did I show up? Like, mm-hmm. what? Um, not not. I don't ask why did this happen to me anymore. I'm like, um, what is what is it I'm supposed to learn from this because it's happening and there's nothing I can do to change it. So, uh, in this experience, show me mm-hmm. the growth that needs to come from it. And, you know, when you're in your room crying or when you're doing all this different stuff. And I do have a lot of clients that are, um, they say they're falling apart, air quote, falling apart due to the the shifts. And um, even, you know, my own family, some of my own family, my daughter-in-law, she's having a really hard time with the energetic shifts. And myself, I mean, seems like the, the more awake you are and some of the spiritual people, it's hitting them really, really mm-hmm. drastic and fast and and, you know, and um, so the when I was witnessing some of the stuff that's happened for me the last couple of weeks, especially getting back from Uganda and going through an emotional um, kind of you have to uh, um, like shed. And it, and it took a lot longer than I thought. And it took it hit a couple of weeks after or a week after and shedding that emotion. You kind of want to drown it and just like shut down. And, you know, and I did. <laughs> I did. And but I learned a lot when I shut down. I thought, you know what, I'm just falling. I can't I, I can't handle this. What am I doing? But what I discovered when I allowed myself to not feel like I'm not at 100 percent today, I'm not OK. And in those not OK moments, I got to sit and I got to write my experience. And I really learned the concept of why I went to Uganda and went to do, and and the my understanding or my view of what service is and and you know it's it it is in those moments you grow and I learned more from that one from meditating and I'm not I'm not saying don't meditate but but I've as you know I meditate sometimes for like three days for an answer or three days to do a healing if someone comes in and I I I need I a certain energy that I need I'll go into my room for three days see I learned some amazing stillness and energy but but deep down core issues of my own and ways to like a way of being or being in this life in harmony was literally those those that moment of intense emotions and, and fear. You're in fear in Uganda, you know. There's I went through a lot of stuff. I you you have the smile because you're clear. You're, you have to when you're clear across the country. But it's like it all hit me when I got home, and I'm all whoa. <laughs> so. Um, but then the stillness, it's like that pattern or like this, this process of, of you, of going in, 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 and when you're in the storm, I didn't I recognize the, the danger. I didn't rec- recognize the emotional stuff. I didn't recognize me healing that many people or assisting healing that many people or holding that space was going to come home. And all of a sudden, every person I healed was in my, was in my, um, you know, in my energy. And I'm like, whoa, I got to. 
<laughs> you know, and I'm feeling what they feel. And I had it, that process of shedding. But it was like a drastic, hello, we do this every day. We should be doing this maybe, or I invite you to do this every day. Is shed that stuff that doesn't serve because it really just sticks in your in your energy. And and um, what do you do? You use a practice besides meditation or stillness that helps well, you move through the chaotic. Well, times? yeah, I do a lot of stuff, but what I wanted to share real quick is I wanted to tell the listeners: if you're listening to this, you are a world changer. And if you've been blessed with a breakthrough, then you need to share it with others. So a lot of times, if you are a world changer, which most of us are, and we tend to run from it, um, you need to share that with others. And so instead of hiding from yourself, you know, just start sharing it with others and um, make the difference that you're meant to make. So what do I do to get through my chaotic things is that what you said yeah like finding harmony in the because I know that there's this harmony this balance that people can do for me I know how to meditate I know how to connect to the buddhas really quick I know how to connect to the monks really quick and they and and so I through my chaotic moment I'll just share that I was in the middle of um going to all these villages and I learned I've shared many times about the mantra uh, or the chanting um mm-hmm. the lotus sutra and I um, from Nico Hansen, and he and the Buddha monks, the Buddhas, they had chanted for me like weeks before, and then the whole time I was there, and they were like relentlessly making uh, chanting for me to be safe. The most inter- amazing thing is I went, we went up in the mountains, and then we had to go in Uganda to a, a town that was really busy, and it wasn't the safest city ever. But we went in and we had to stay over the night because it took us too long in the mountains to make back to where we we're going. Anyway, so we are in there and I'm not kidding. There's like a toilet and a bed and a little teeny spout. And then they have all of these doors and <laughs> um, locks. And then the window looks like, like it already been broken into. And I'm all, oh, my goodness. You know, we're and then you hear this street out on the street, everybody talking. And so we. I sat in there and I was, I, I don't know if I, I wasn't really scared. I was just uneasy. I'm like, how am I going to sleep? Um, and so I started singing, chanting in my head. And then on my phone, I had the, um, the Lotus flowers, um, chanting the, the chant. So I just started, I played it out loud for a minute and then I just started singing it in my head. And then I kid you not saw this in the corner of my room, which was little, but I saw like this samurai warrior. Like I opened my eyes. I'm like, whoa. And it scared the heck out of me at first because, you know, where I was at, because I see that in my room all the time. So normally it wouldn't be that scary, but where I was at, it was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just like got this consciousness. Like I could feel them chanting through me and making sure I was safe. And I didn't really know that they were, they were doing, they were chanting like they were until I got home. I, I didn't get the full effect uh, or the full story of what they were doing and so that that to me those practices there's so many tools there's so many there's so mm-hmm. many things that you can do and they're offered to us all the time and just it's just implementing them so when mm-hmm. I first chanted it was really difficult because I ran out of breath I couldn't say the words I was worried that I was saying them wrong or the wrong tune and it just seemed like once I got it once I just started doing it and even humming it in my chest literally things started happening so I only do the one. I do the Lotus Sutra because I know it, and 
And it's like the universal consciousness, consciousness and the one heart love. You just feel it. So, but if anybody else has any suggestions, we are also would love to hear from you. Um, energy healing by design, um, g- uh, gmail.com. No, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you can ask us any questions or go on energyhealingbydesign.com and do and ask questions on the um, sheet. Um, or then you can Facebook us too. Or leave comments below. We love comments. So, yeah. and we'll answer them later on, or sometimes we, our followers are, we'll answer them for you right now as you're on there. So, I think there's, I was just trying to think of like things I do. Um, there's lots of things that you can do, like get out in nature. Um, but like if it's really a chaotic situation, it's just good to step back for a minute. So, step back and do whatever works for you. It's a choice. There's many times I like to say I didn't engage in the chaotic stuff, but that's a lie. I've engaged and behaved poorly because whatever I just did, I had to show up that way for myself or for others. So when another chaotic event happens, then I could remember, oh, step back, don't engage. Like it just depends on what the chaotic situation is. I like to say now that I'm 44, I handle things a little bit better than I have in the past. And when I look back, I'm grateful for the exactly how it went down. Like, even if I've lost friends because I've done certain things or whatever it may be, I look back and I'm like, I learned a lot. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I learned that no reaction is a reaction. Like, sometimes, you know, <laughs> you just can't. You're, it's just not. It, when you walk, when you go into that observing space, you're kind of like, hmm. Yeah, but my yeah. face says everything. I I really can't <laughs> like hide it. Like if I think that's like wow, that's like oh, you could yeah. just look at my face, mm-hmm. right? I yeah, uh, I do too. I it's, my expressions are you can t- oh no matter how hard I'm like oh yeah, <laughs> it just you can happens. Just tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's lots of ways. Just stepping back and thinking before reacting is always a good one. You know, it, stepping away from a situation. Uh, talking to somebody else about the situation, um, you know, you could always write. You could just get out and take a fresh breath of air. Um, so I found that there's great growth through the chaos, and we and we were sharing yeah. that in the earlier piece. But what like when when you're going through some really really hard times, and you um, are having to like survive. You're having to make decisions, and you're ha- and and or you get to, then all of a sudden actually you get to then you're just like you move into more of a peaceful state of the decisions you make because you're like you know what you can't do when you, you it, the the true failure is not trying at all right and we don't have that like what there's a meme out there somewhere that some, says something about mistakes like you're given an eraser or something to make to rewrite your story you know who. There's no the the there's no fundamental way that you have to live in your mistakes. I mean that's old stuff. You know, and and I I feel like or I I've worked when as I've worked with people, it's it's that breath in and just allowing yourself to have that that um, the issue or the problem and 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 I think. Somebody this weekend told me, he said, hey, he um, was was sharing some information with me. And, and he's like, take three days to decide. Always take two to three days to decide because, you know, you either you you jump into something that that you can't get out of 
or you really know that's something you're going to stay in. And it made really sense to every single day life of how we want to, we quickly respond or we think we have to. Mm-hmm. And then we get ourselves in in something that creates the chaos. <laughs> so it's kind of like also proactive. Be like allow yourself that time to really think about what people are asking you to do or show up for. And you come in because really that's that's like when the chaos or when you're like committing to something because you didn't pre think about it. And now you're like, oh, no, now I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, that's that is anyways is part is probably my biggest <laughs> my biggest moments of chaotic. Oh. And so that's that's been really interesting to practice. And I'm still learning. So <laughs> commitment. Yeah. For me, like if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Or if I'm if I say I'm going to do something that I realize I can't do, it, I'm just going to say I thought I could do that and I can't do it because I hate when people say like, yes, I'll be here or yeah, you could count on me. And then at the end of the day, it's you yourself and you and you're like, mm-hmm. why didn't they just tell me Yeah, this communication, <laughs> you know, just yes. because sometimes we do commit to something and then we realize I'm in over my head, so I can't do that. But a lot of good things come like I was when I managed the orphanage the first year in Haiti. I had no idea what that looked like. I did it. But then there was a guy um, who wanted to take over. And instead of talking to me, he was doing it behind my back. And so long story short, it went down very ugly. But I found out what he was doing. So I stepped down and um, I was communicating with him. But he thought I was someone else in it in uh, text back and forth. So I knew what his plan was, so I stepped down. But what good came from it is by stepping away, not by choice, but how it happened, it opened up the doors to so many things in the community that I would have never had the opportunity to do. So it was very, very, very chaotic with on every level with the sponsors for the kids, with the change of management, for them not communicating with me. But... Um, I did create a nonprofit prior to that because of this guy who ended up taking over because him and his friend kept pushing me. You have to get a nonprofit. You have to do this. And I was so irritated and angry at the time. Like, why? No, I don't want to do this. But looking back, I'm grateful exactly how it went down. And a lot of people's feelings were hurt or whatnot. But at the end of the day, so much good came from that mess. And it was chaotic at the time. But I'm grateful for it. The most amazing thing for us is this, as a conscious human is to um, know when to also step away from someone else's experience. So say someone else is going through chaos and they need that experience. And sometimes we, especially family members, we want to we want to step in and we want to take it from them. We want to fix it. Um, but it doesn't allow them to grow. And a lot of times, actually all the time, they're doing something that the, the behaviors in their lives are their life is on purpose so that they can grow. And, and I found that myself doing that. And I, my mom's done that for me a lot because she doesn't, that all of I've been through there, sometimes she'll, she wants to just make it up. So I don't, I don't have to go through anything else. And then I see it causing her chaos. So, so Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, so I, 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 I've seen both sides of the spectrum right now as, as I'm observing my relationships with people and the people's relationships with me. And that really is like, when are you? And if I, I invite all you beautiful people out there, is like, when are you interfering with someone else's experience? You know, when when you're taking on somebody else's chaos, when we're taking on their problems, not only does it not allow them to grow, but it, or 
like experience, it also brings it back because they didn't learn the they didn't learn the um, in that experience they didn't learn what they were supposed to. So, you know, I feel I feel like with this the the whole bunch of people that I've been seeing is that. I invite you to really inventory yourself, how you're showing up, how you're showing you, how people are showing up for you, are you, the giving and the receiving. That internal love is 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 that for your highest good, for their highest good, and then write this gratitude list because a lot of people are just so intertwined or entangled in each other's stuff that they don't even know how their own self feels it, to even make a, a conscious decision. or And so there's a lot of confusion. And I don't speak for everybody. I speak for the clients that I've seen and, and family members and in some, in some cases myself. And the different um, stages or there's different ideas of chaos too. Like um, my chaos looks different than your chaos. And and, you, and chaos doesn't mean that you have to be like um, really in the streets and sick and, and not, it, there's not an identity to it. It means that there's something in your life that is not harmonious and it causes you to overeat, depression, anxiety, like all these different things that we're, that we're working with right now. That is a result of a chaotic life. And so you're like, okay, well, through this chaos, what am I going to do? I'm getting depressed. Hey, maybe I can go outside and get some sunshine and eat some vegetables. And, you know, and sometimes you have to push yourself to move through the chaos. And then on the other side of the storm, you're like, holy snap, that's all I had to do the whole time. Ah. Yeah, that's, you, yeah. <laughs> you might hear that music or you might not. I don't know. But I won't do that again. <laughs> you said something that reminded me of something I heard earlier. And this is what it was. It goes to like what you're saying. By saying yes to some things, you take away from someone else serving their purpose. Saying no becomes easy by asking yourself, is this serving my purpose? And if it's not, then you say no. So so like what you were saying about other people and we could, you know, step back from what they're going through and whatever. I really like that. And when you said that, it reminded me of that I heard earlier because I like to listen to podcasts uh, throughout the day if I'm painting or whatever if I have time to listen and so I heard that and I was like I really like that it'll make saying no to certain things easier if you just ask yourself is this serving my purpose and if it's not then you say no and then they get to have that experience without you robbing them of it so to speak yeah just a thought oh and one other thing you said about depression um depression is a result of living in the past I like that you didn't say that, but you were talking about depression. It made yeah. me think because we were thinking a thought in the past or how that should have ended up or, you know what I mean? Yeah, and anxiety is projecting the future. And yeah. and the most interesting thing is, is I live an eventful lifestyle. Like I'm always discovering and I'm always on the go and I'm always, I, I pretty much live on the edge all the time. And, and I found that that no matter how much I plan it out, it doesn't go that way anyways. And so... It's like not having an expectation of what the next step looks like right now. Yeah. Not that you don't make goals or anything, but like like it feels like that the earth is moving so much. People are moving in such different directions. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, have your goals. That's not what I mean by it. But like when stuff happens, you're like, wow. You know, either it's really amazing or you're like, oh, that happened. Or I found a way to just just to like be okay with how things were are going because everybody 
uh, that I talk to or everybody that I've traveled around the the world and and um, had these like meetings with all these people world that are they're just from all over the place and it's yeah. like everywhere is just having this kind of pause moment mm-hmm. where you're observing going hmm our perceptions are so different how about we get along there's a lot of of people that are thinking that too see the positive is is a lot of people are going through the chaos but a lot of people are also pausing to say hey i want to really figure this out and yeah. that's that's very very amazing yeah well if we stop thinking long enough so our hearts could lead us we'll all be in a better place yeah <laughs> really we all <laughs> overthink you try yeah. and play something out like well some things are good playing the tape all the way out so depends on what it is but yeah we think too much okay This is April and Nicole Ashton. We will be back in just a minute for the second half of Return to Consciousness Live with Nicole and April. on Footlight Parade, 1954 on stage. The best of the year, including Peter Pan, The Golden Apple, and The Pajama Game. I'm Bill Rudman, inviting you to join me each week right here as we celebrate Sounds of the American Musical. Footlight Parade, Sunday evenings at 8 on Radio St. George 100.3. Afogato Gourmet Coffee, a fine sponsor of DSU Radio. Afogato Gourmet Coffee offers gourmet coffee, smoothies, pastries, and keto-friendly offerings. Afogato Coffee with live music on Sundays. Coffee, hot chocolate, great company, and a funky environment. Behind Tropical Smoothies on 10th East and Red Hills Parkway. Afogato Gourmet Coffee. Why do we celebrate Halloween? How did Halloween get started? Does everyone celebrate it the same way? If you find yourself asking these questions every year when Halloween rolls around, there's a course just for you this semester. Dr. Jeff Ewell is teaching a course all about Halloween every Tuesday and Thursday from 1030 to 1145 in the morning. If you want to know why Halloween got started, why we celebrate it, and how different cultures across North America celebrate it, this course is for you. This week for Dixie Sports, on the 12th of September, the women's volleyball team will be taking on Texas Permian in the LCU CHAP Classic in Lovis, Texas at 5 p.m. Then the women's soccer team will be taking on Point Loma at Point Loma at 4.30 p.m. Then on the 13th of September, the women's volleyball team will be taking on Pittsburgh State at 5 p.m. Then the men's soccer team will be taking on Eastern New Mexico at 7.30 p.m. at Trailblazer Stadium. Then on the 14th of September, the women's volleyball team will be taking on Lubbock Christian in the LCU Champ Classic in Lubbock, Texas. Then the women's soccer team will be at Concordia Irvine at 1 p.m. And finally, on the 15th of September, the men's soccer team will be taking out Texas A&M International at 1.30 p.m. at Trailblazer Stadium. For more information on these games, please visit DixieAthletics.com and listen to Radio Dixie 91.3. 
On Wednesday, October 2nd, join the LEGO League team at the LEGO Robotics Gyro Sensor Clinic from 5.15 to 6.30 in the evening. This skill burden workshop is for first LEGO League team members. Two representatives from each team and a coach are invited to participate in this free clinic. Students will learn the tips and tricks to effectively utilize gyro sensors on their EV3 robots. From KUER News in Salt Lake City, this is Radio West. I'm Doug Fabrizio. Not everyone likes puns. Some of us are just annoyed by them because they can be cheesy and not always all that funny, but the journalist James Geary loves them because they're the perfect way of illustrating what wit is. Geary has a book that explores not only what wit is, but how it works. Take a pun. Geary says to make one work, you have to hold in your mind two different ideas about the same thing at the same time. So not only do you have to be clever, but you have to be engaged. You have to be paying attention. And that is why he thinks we need wit. James Geary is joining us today to take us through the dimensions of wit in his really witty book called Wit's End. Join us. Radio West with Doug Fabrizio. Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at 3 on Radio St. George 100.3 FM. This is Hannah with your Radio Dixie calendar for Wednesday, September 25th. From 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., there is $2 hamburgers at the Gardner Plaza. From 3 to 4 p.m., there is an LGBTQ club meeting in the Holland Building, room 477. And from 7 to 10 p.m., there's a movie on the lawn, Crazy Rich Asians, by the Education Building. And that's your calendar on Radio Dixie 81.3. Participate in the conversation. 435-879-4100. We are Radio St. George 100.3 FM. You're listening to Radio St. George 100.3 FM. We now welcome you back to return to consciousness with your host, Nicole. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Return to Consciousness live with Nicole Ashton and April Betty. I want to thank everybody for listening. It's so amazing to have this experience to grow. Um, as those who have know, known that, this was just like a, a kind of for me to jump outside of a the box and I knew that I was going to be speaking and I and I knew all this stuff was coming for me so I asked spirit to like assist me in um, using my voice and and um, even I get scared out there sometimes <laughs> and I and I had these big events coming up and then um, Sean Denovan from the radio station here um, asked if I or wanted to be on the radio again or I asked him I don't remember and um, I then he said, hey, you got to do the board and everything by yourself. And I, was, I wasn't going to do it. And so I feel like this experience here is showing how um, people to be experiencers, you know, share your story. Let people like jump outside that comfort zone because, you know, what could do magnificent things. We get emails and we get responses that people are just absolutely love our silliness. And sometimes we know what we're saying. And sometimes we have a really good idea of what the show's going to be and it completely goes a different way. And, you know, we're, we're just sharing so that people can open up and um, really 
really um, know that there's like alternative works. There's um, that know this energy. There's this community that is full of unconditional love and light. And there's so many different groups here that are just willing and open to to assist people in their spiritual journeys and their um, addiction. Their their just their enlightenment. And so you are always welcome to call in um, the radio and ask questions or send us questions on energyhealingbydesign.com or handshealinghearts.com. And the number here is 435-879-4100. And throughout the rest of the show, that we will we'll take calls if you're feeling brave. <laughs> if not, then email me and we'll answer the answer the answer your questions online. Also, I'm going to be putting together, look on Look for this. Um, once a week, I'll be doing the Q&As. Um, so if you have a healing question or, or anything like that, you're, you can go live with Nicole in April. It still says live with Nicole right now, but we'll change it in one month. They have, Anyways, it's not working through Facebook, but it will. Um, and really do either have healing questions or activation questions or anything. Anything, we'll just answer them live. And we're going to be, well, I'm going to be in maybe... I just I just made that up right now, like brought you in on it. I'm sorry. I love, no, <laughs> That's you know what, what I do. <laughs> I love questions. Okay. I genuinely love questions. And yeah, I, I had a question uh, so that, oh, I won't even go into it. But some friends come and visit me and, and she's like, she wanted to ask me a question, but she seemed hesitant. And then I was like, oh, please ask me. I love questions. But I came up with a great question for her. So I can't wait till I see her again. Questions um, are good. So I love I love questions. And if I don't know the answer then Yeah. Maybe when, you do or someone else. Like it's okay. And when you ask when you ask them out loud or you ask them live, then other people are either trying to find out how to ask the question or there's they just don't dare. And so it just like triggers a triggers a ripple effect of amazingness. So the second half we're gonna go ahead and go into a meditation and how that works is I channel the energy that is coming through at this time and um so what I work with is the white light, the divine white light where I died. And when I died, I went to this beautiful, amazing light that is so full of unfailing love and peace and joy and, and forgiveness. Well, there's, no there's really no reason for forgiveness because that light does not judge. It's the most merciful light ever. And I got to experience it for 10 minutes, um, 11 years ago now. And so I connect there and I bring them, I, I witness the energies moving through the cosmos or the, the, the above our heads, moves through the body and there's these chakras inside your body, their energy wills, and each one of them will be cleared and cleansed as the energy moves through your body, it'll move down into the earth and back up. So um, I invite you to sit back, relax, and close your eyes unless you're driving, then this you can re-listen to this later. It um, energy knows no time or distance. It will show up when it exactly when you're ready. <clears throat> so I invite you to sit back, relax. Today we're going to really work it with joy. Review in your mind when and you experience joy. Something that just happened. It's like unconditional love in motion. Joy just happens. As you go there, imagine this white light within your heart. Beautiful white light just beating. Boom. This is 
beautiful heartbeat of joy and it's swirling and swirling. This is your experience. Create it amazing. And as this is happening, like a waterfall, witness it go up the top of your head, out the top of your head, back down the core of your body and to your chakra, which is called the root chakra. It's in the pelvic area. Imagine this white light just swirling and swirling, moving back up your body, clearing and cleansing each one of the energy centers, the chakras, these wills of light that move through your body. And when they are cleared, and cleansed and aligned to your soul's design, your perfect health of your body emanates. And in the heart, as this pure, pure light is just swirling around, celebrating life, bringing you into that innocent, pure love, that childlike magnificence. Imagine this white light shining through every cell of your body, moving through every organ of your body, moving through the blood, the bone, and clearing anything that doesn't serve you. And as this process is happening, breathe through your nose. Breathe that white light, that divine white light of, of pure love through your lungs and out your mouth. Breathe out anything that doesn't serve you. Let it go. Breathe back in the white light. And breathe that white light out around your etic field, this energy field that is full of delight, just swirling around and around. You're going to breathe the white light in. Then you're going to move it out to the front and to the back, to the left. To the right, above, and below. And push that out as far as it's comfortable for you. And imagine the white light moving through you like a DNA strand going right down into the heart core of Mother Earth. And breathe up that love. And in this cycle of connecting you to everything above and everything below, remember, everything that you send down to Mother Earth is multiplied by 10. So cultivate that love, cultivate that joy right with inside of your heart and send it down to Mother Earth. And breathe that up like a straw right through your feet, right through your entire body, hitting every energy center, clearing and cleansing them and vitalizing them to your highest self. Up through your body, out the top of your head, and it's just swirling and swirling around you, reminding you you are created in unconditional love, a spark of light, and in greatness. Go be that. And then you can witness a tree trunk moving up the bottom of your feet. Put your feet in some like squishy sand, maybe some rocks really ground you into this earth. And as you move back into this lovely space, imagine that. 
that only that was like five minutes. And and when I get feedback on this, it's like people like all of a sudden they're they're just they have that gap. When you're in that gap, that's when consciousness really speaks to you. Because you're able to really bring through um, your divine self, your true expression of you, and and without the barriers of the world, and the barriers of the world, the barriers of the world are there. <laughs> I almost checked out. Did you see that? <laughs> I had to snap myself back in my body. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Well, it worked. Yeah, I, that was great. I love that. Um, but when you're Life happens, and it's still, it's still, it's still. Or it doesn't mean everything's going to go away. But when you are able just to move through it and and let it go, and it doesn't stick to you, it becomes less heavy. It becomes less less heavy, and then also you're not resisting the answers anymore. So clarity seems to happen faster. And I'm really excited for the second half because I should have done that maybe in the beginning or before I got on because. <laughs> I'm like on fire now. <laughs> yes, I guess <laughs> that's good. Oh, you know what it made me think of uh, when you are going through some chaotic stuff. Grounding, like you could quickly just close your eyes and pretend all the tree trunks are coming up through your legs or whatever. Grounding works for you. Grounding mm-hmm. really, really helps you get back into yourself to handle something a little bit better. It, it does, and your red chakra, which is your root chakra, which is between is in the pelvic area, is your grounding chakra. And when it is off balance, your life feels off balance. That's when depression sets in because it really sets the speed or the the it's it, the course for your upper chakras. And even though they have their own speed and they they go at their own their own pace, it they all know they're in sync, they're in harmony, just like the universe is. And so when that foundation that fundament that fundamental ray that you are is grounded just like my dad's a master master electrician in alignment and so I learned about electricity since I was little and I went you're a conduit and you're this conductor and you're this vessel you have to ground or you get shocked I watched my dad like fly off poles because he wasn't you know so imagine that my dad I'm watching him when I'm little and he he didn't ground and he, he shoots off a pole and he's all you know he's all his literally his hair was standing up and and he was burned and okay it's because the energy went all over you couldn't control it anymore he learned not to do that <laughs> so now though when I'm watching people's energy it reminds me of when my dad did that and it, I mean he did do it more than once but he he's he's maybe a quick learner like I am <laughs> we're like just one more time let me feel that <laughs> but he um. But then I see that with people when they're not when they're not grounded, their energy is going all over, good or or negative, or good or bad or or whatever that looks like. Um, but when you're when you're in a constant spin, because that's our gravity, that's or that's our energy field, our gravity. That's how we're here. When it's spinning out all over everybody, you know, that's being responsible. That's like practice being responsible for your energy too. Yeah, I must still be connected because I can't make a full word. I'm trying. It was a good word. Okay. Thank you for the support. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, grounding is very important. More than we we realize. Yeah. Yeah, well, um when I was first be- when I was first starting the work from after when I crossed over and I came back and I and I was just in the light. I didn't know how to ground. I was still seeing the spirits. I couldn't make form. I was just really lost in this world. I had to learn to ground that frequency because you to completely embody your soul, your energy, the the pieces of you. To completely embody that, they have to have somewhere to go. They have to you have to ground that energy. And I learned this. I, my friend Rita Carey taught me this 
we went up to Sundance. She came in from Washington D.C. and she, um, she's like, we need to. We we decided to go and um, the tramps. We decided to go up on the tramps, and I was still oh. really just out there. Just I'm all talking about biophotons. I'm talking about my spirit, my experience in a big way because it was the first time I started sharing um, my story at all. And so I'm just talking, talking, and I'm I'm like so happy about sharing but when I share I really am in the light I'm really up there I can't really focus on anything else so we're walking through the Sundance and we go up on the tram and I'm trying to do the best I can like um communication wise and I just kind of listen to her and she looks at me she goes you need a ground and she's a grounder so she she grabs my feet and she's like take your shoes off and she grounds me and it's really the first time that I've been grounded since I came back because no one really knew to teach me that because no one really knew what was going on with me. And so I, I could feel this wave of my, my light went like I finally had a direct access point or a direct uh, altering current. You know, mm-hmm. instead of altering current, it was the, what's the one? I should know this. Anyways, I had the, um, the direct current that I was like, holy snap, that goes right to earth. And I could feel it. And I actually started could like making, making sense and, and seeing mm-hmm. more forms and, Anyways, but what she taught me is she said mostly everybody, most people live outside of their body 80% of the time. And that's when negative emotions or negative attachments or anything can stick to you. So it's very important to, to stay grounded in your body. What, what she, she taught me is to take a red, um, a red tube of light or whatever comes up for you, close your eyes and maybe a color, silver, gold. I don't know. People have had a, a lot of different colors and none's right or wrong. It's the one that works for you. Mm-hmm. And she said that it came, or she had me run it down my spine and out my tailbone and right into the core of Mother Earth. And I kept practicing that and it worked. Mm-hmm. It was like finally my energy had a place to go instead of just out. all over. Yeah. Wow. And then I became less drained because I would go, I couldn't sh- go shopping or I couldn't do anything like that because I become so drained because everywhere I go, I heal. I ha- I, I, it's my energy just does that. And, and so I would, I learned to control that more. I still, I still, this, I don't know, I still do that, but it doesn't, it's not as exhausting because of the grounding. So that's good. And, I like that she taught you that. Yeah. And I was really, it was, golly. 2015, I think it was. So I was still really new to the work. I just mm-hmm. barely went to the Parliament of World Religions and I barely figured out some, you know, uh, started learning my gifts and then just started healing. And so I didn't understand a lot that she was talking about. And so I flew to Washington, D.C. and I worked with or We I think the first time I worked with her mom. Yeah, the first time I worked with her mom, she had um, she needed uh, oxygen. And so she started working with me and her oxygen went off and then she started walking and she started doing better and then second time I went I went worked with some doctors of theology a doctor of theology and he really taught me a lot of stuff too so I started learning the gifts and I started learning the energy because you know theology is has so many different concepts that right in the beginning of learning the gifts I got to learn all of these this array of ideas and I got to learn that that they all have bits of truth and it's just like whatever fits for that person. And it's all in the perception, like, and it's all what your energy matches. And so I got to learn that cooperation in energies. And the one thing is grounding. I'm glad you brought that up. Must have been a good subject yeah. for me to go off on because I did. And it was good. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that. I'm going to try that one, um, putting the light like through you and then out your tailbone. Because, so let me ask you, this sounds weird, but like when it would go out your tailbone, did it like anchor you into the ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, okay. Then also when you go into Mother Earth's heart core, you, you remember that she has the resonant heartbeat that we do. And oh. so it would like pump it. I felt like this wave started happening that didn't happen before. So you do red because, I know you could do any color, but would you do red because that's the color of Mother Earth's heart? Is that what you're saying? I do red because I need grounding. I need grounding in my root chakra. Root chakra, okay. And I need to be anchored down because okay. um, otherwise I can sit in my room further. Like I did. I mean, eighteen months trying to walk and talk. I got. I. I was so used to being in that light, and then when I couldn't make sense of stuff, I took another six months of just being. I, I can check out really easily, and I had to learn that mm. I have to. I have to do that. I mean, airplane ride for me thirty hours was nothing because I was able to. To do that, yeah. you know, so which is a good and bad thing. It, it, it but I did learn to that you can't, you cannot um, embody your gifts and and um, let's see, process your gifts and share them at that in a way that people would understand if you're not pro, if you're not sharing them through this like reality. So if I, when I was sharing with the angels and I was sharing with consciousness and I was sharing what Creator said and I was sharing all this stuff, people were. We're feeling amazing and getting healed, but they weren't learning. Right. And so I had to learn. I'm like, you know what? Until I can can um, teach and project it out in a way that they understand and they feel the love and they find their gifts, then then I'm not I'm really not no. useful. True. And so I learned the grounding is the most important thing. Yeah. I like um, how little kids, they get ground pretty easy, especially like when they hug trees. <laughs> it was cute. Um, the other day, one of my grandkids, they actually came and asked me if. I could hug a tree. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Because I at one of the parks, I'll be like, "All right, go run to that tree and hug that tree." Like we'll play games like that. They're like, "Can I hug that tree?" Of course, you could hug that tree. <laughs> I love hugging trees. You could even kiss a tree. <laughs> In the beginning, I told my mom I she had a ground. She needed a ground. We went to this big um, antique store, and Anthony's downtown, Salt Lake City, and it's big <laughs> and it has is full of old stuff. And she needed a ground, and she was new to this. And I said, you go outside of Anthony's. It's right next to the biggest street in Salt Lake. And I'm like, Mom, you need a, I said, you need a ground, so you need to hug a tree. Well, she's all hugging it, like, right in the next road. And I go and touch the <laughs> branch. And she's, she's like, why aren't you hugging? I'm like, Mom, I just meant to share the energy with the tree. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm right by the side of the road. <laughs> I'm like, oops. It was cute, though. <laughs> I bet that was cute. It was. So, you know, sometimes you can hug a tree, but if you feel like... Yeah. If you're just sometimes I'll work on clients and I can feel it moving through me. And so I'll just go and, and yeah, hold the a limb or like do something simple. But um, so the different ideas of hugging trees, yeah. too, is doesn't mean that doesn't you're mean. pulling a superstar. Yeah, I literally <laughs> when I hug it, I hug it. I go in for the hug and the leg wrap around yeah. on that tree. But um, lucky tree. Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, woo, it's my Whoa. day. <laughs> You should take on more negative energy and show up. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> um, but you could also, just taking off your shoes to filling the ground, filling the grass, filling the dirt, filling the sand, the water, whatever you're in. Yeah, and the, like, the we emanate carbon dioxide when we have a negative, expre- when we have a negative gas, which... <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. funny. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You think? 
when you have it. <laughs> When you have a negative um, energy moving off of you. <laughs> negative air. Well, anyways, and so the, the trees love carbon dioxide. And that's that I was taught by Jim Cox, the doctor of theology, oh. that, that I, was, I spent some time in Washington, D.C. with. Are you saying that trees like the negative? They do. Because they, 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 oh, we serious? emanate some kind. He, this is what I learned in the, when I was they working like with it. or studying with the doctor of theology. He said that they, we emanate uh, carbon dioxide. And oh. that, that that's like the, the trees love it, and they they um, they transmute it into air, oxygen. Oh, so there's this really this this relationship that we have with nature that's real. I mean, it's wow. consciously if you sit with it, you're like, wow, we all have this divine purpose, we all have this divine um, um, plan, but and this designed to assist each other, but for some reason, our brains. I didn't know separate. they liked it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So literally, take your crap to that tree. Yeah, it's not your mental crap. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's it, cool. Uh, yeah, my neighbor that works next to me, she's a cranial sake girl. She said that she used to work at the Huntsman Center. She would work with cancer, and there was this tree outside that she would go and she would put it the energy into the tree because she was started getting sick. And then what happened is the tree died. Oh no. So that's how real it is. So, oh, I mean, sad. that's it, that's how much, like the limb where she kept touching it. So she said oh. she went and found a stronger spruce or something. She found a tree that would had a had a stronger system, but she actually went and looked oh. for one because she knew it made her feel better. And so, anyways, oh. it was an amazing story. I am Nicole Ashton. You can reach me at energyhealingbydesign.com and the April Betty at um, handshealingheart.com. Um, do you want to tell a little bit about your next trip really quick? Yeah, about 30 seconds. Yep. It's in November, November 1st to the 8th. If you go on handshealinghearts.com, there is a website with trip information, or you could call me 702 686 7056. And if you need a realtor in Southern Utah, I'd love to sell you a house. And I'm seeing clients in St. George, Utah. You can make an appointment at energyhealingbydesign.com. And I'm also seeing in Draper. I'm, um, you can still make the appointment, but put what city that you are going to be seen in. And I'll have the dates put up. Thank you and have the most amazing week. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Return to Consciousness with your host, Nicole Ashton, creator of Energy Healing by Design, a world-renowned healer and luminary whose life-after-death experience has allowed her the gift of empowering people around the globe to heal and grow in their true authentic space. For audio and or video of this, go to Facebook or YouTube, Podbean or Spotify, and search Radio St. George or RadioStGeorge.com. We invite you back next Wednesday at 4 o'clock for Return to Consciousness with Nicole Ashton on Radio St. George 100.3 FM.